BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey guys, this is Braden Sansang. Welcome to the Porch Talk. This is my song, Goodbye. Talk about empty promises I learned my lesson from you My heart hurts From this disgrace I'm tired of the pain That you bring Those thoughtless As Braden has told you, welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. I got Braden Sansing here with me, and we are meeting here at the arena. So, Braden, I wanted to start. Who are you? Where are you from? My name is Braden Sansang. I'm from uh, originally from Greenville, Mississippi, but I moved to Columbus when I was about three. So I kind of grew up in Columbus, Mississippi. Um, and you know, I started music when I was young. Started with piano. Started with uh, yeah, just that. And I ended up quitting piano for a while. 
and uh, joined football. And now um, I'm kind of getting back. I got back into the music thing towards high school, and uh, now I'm trying to do it as a career. Got you, man. Uh, so came down from Memphis. You uh, said Greenville, 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 Mississippi. Greenville, Mississippi. What uh, what do you remember about Greenville? Uh, it's uh, very a lot of crime, and uh, I do remember one thing. <laughs> it's like a root beer. Uh, they make their own root beer at the restaurant, and they have like a pizza. Yeah. They sell pizza, but it's like it was like the best root beer you ever had. It's like it's like a childhood memory of mine, just like of the them making the root beer there, and you know, good so, root beer. Yeah, it was good. It was good. They and had then, like a huge mug on the in the front of the restaurant. It was like a big root beer mug. <laughs> it was like my favorite thing as a kid. So they wasn't selling mugs or bargs. They, no. they, they were doing it their own. <laughs> they were doing, yeah, yeah. Nice, man. And so uh, what brought the family here to Columbus? Jobs or work? Uh, or? Yeah, like I said, there was a lot of crime down there. It's a bad place to raise a kid, you know. I got you. Um, so they just wanted to move down here. Plus, my dad you know, started a forestry job himself, so he moved down here to start something new. You know? Oh, nice. So uh, what about uh, high school? Like, Where would you go to school? Uh, New Hope. New Hope High School. With the New Hope? Yeah. So you started playing foosball with your friends, foosball, huh? Foosball, yeah, I love football. I'm not that. I don't know, like necessarily about like the strategic stuff, but I just I like hitting people <laughs> without the consequences. <laughs> had a little, had a little anger you needed to take <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, uh, started football around uh, Pee Wee, which was like fifth grade, and I, I did that, and then I went to show choir. I started doing show choir in like middle school. That's when it started, and uh, they offered that at New Hope. Yeah, and, like, the weird thing is, like, they didn't offer both at the same time, right? So I had to, like, I used to have to, like, go to show choir during the day and then do football after school. I wouldn't be able to have the class of football, but I would still be able to. I was, like, the center back then. I can't – I probably would be able to be a center now just because I'm small. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, like, the principals were nice. You know, the football coaches were really nice enough to let me do show choir and football and let me figure that out so I could do both, you know. What that look like as far as like teammates were like giving you crap about being at in first, show choir? At first, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before I joined football, yeah, they definitely were. And then I joined, and I was like, I got a little bit more respect, you know. Um, just, yeah. Yeah, it was weird for me, dude. I grew up playing baseball. I was I went to school at South Lamar. Oh, really? Uh huh. And I uh, played, you know, part ball uh, all the way up to twelve. I skipped thirteen, fourteen. Then I would try out for uh, South Lamar baseball team. First year, I didn't make the cut. Okay. And uh, I'd go back out, uh, I think, the following. No, it was I, I took a year off, and I went back out my ninth grade year, and I made it. And I played on the team for two years, and then I quit for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started playing music when I was 15. I played, uh, started playing guitar. That's good. Um, my, ended up being a great friend of mine. But it was my brother's friend, uh, Sid. He played the talent show, and he was playing like some CCR, Proud Mary, mm-hmm. and uh, it blew my blew my hair back, man. I was like, I knew from that moment that I wanted to play guitar. And uh, so, like, what you you said you started on piano, and then you got in the football. So is yeah, that so that? like I started on piano. Um, my younger years, you know, most most people when they're either young, they either do soccer or piano, or both. And uh, I ended up not liking it, which I like it now, just because I like music now. But just because I didn't like the teachers. Would it like, be like you were classically trained? N- no, <laughs> I mean I, I knew how to read notes. I, I don't really know how to do it anymore. Um, um, but I, I'm more of an ear. I'm more play by ear. I do know how to read like Nashville numbers sometimes. It depends on the song and what key it is. But um, I'm not necessarily classically trained. But 
yeah i didn't i didn't like i liked one of my teachers and she was like the pastor's wife um but then we moved to the other one i just don't like being i like i like playing by ear i don't like reading stuff so that was like my drawback why i didn't like it so then i quit and then towards uh fifth grade i joined football and then mm-hmm. yeah. what got you and what do you say got back got you back into music uh Def Leppard. <laughs> My dad's like a big, uh, big nice. 80s fan, right? So we went to a Def hair Leopard. metal did it for you. Yeah, <laughs> that is a rarity here. <laughs> now, like you are like one of the younger guests that we've had on the show, but that's very interesting. I love 80s, man. 80s guitar, 80s anything really. Um, but yeah, we went to a Def Leppard concert. I actually went there as a drummer, right? I was a drummer before, you know, just dabbling into it. Is that your primary? Like my primary is I like guitar the best. But most bands I'm in, I play drums just because okay. people need a drummer. But um, they're hard to come by. They, yeah, especially yeah. a good one. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. But uh, yeah, and uh, I went to the concert as a drummer. This is kind of a funny story. And Def Leppard, um, they did their first song, "Let's Go," right? And like there was a big curtain, and it dropped, mm-hmm. and you just hear, Burr! it was like loud as everything. Like I said, I went there as a drummer, left as a guitarist. Once I saw Phil Collin playing live yeah. i was like dude i don't want to play drums anymore which i do play drums but like i like guitar guitar is like the thing i want to do you know yeah kind of well, drove my dude, career farther you know like respect on that i've owned uh three drum kits in my life and okay. i'm still not proficient at it like most of those drum kits were like given to old bandmates that play drums and i would i was like here yeah. You know, use this as a practice kit. That way you got one at the house, and then you got one you can keep on the road yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know. But, like, I, I never could, like, get my feet and my hands to not work on the same page. Yeah, it kind of gets weird sometimes, like, with different grooves. Yeah. Like, it's hard to, yeah. But, I mean, like, the older I get, and, like, the more I get, I guess, used to music, I, c- I can carry a very simple beat. Yeah, yeah. And that is about as far as it shall go. Yeah. And I wouldn't say I'm, like, proficient at drums. It's just I've worked with people that are very willing to, like, uh, they're very patient with me. So, like, I'm not, like, I'm more of a rock drummer. And I work with this artist called Mississippi Mason. You met him the other night, mm-hmm. I think, at the um, open mic night. But Oh, um, before that, uh, he opened up for a friend of mine, Adam Hood. Adam Hood, yeah. At the yeah, Art that was Council. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I played drums with Mason. And, I'm like I said, I'm a rock drummer. And, like, he's really helped me kind of hey i want this i like that sound you know and uh, he's very patient with me that's what i like when i work with him and other artists i wouldn't say like i said i'm a good drummer but those people bring the good out of me you know okay yeah absolutely i understand that uh so uh graduating high school uh what was on your mind as far as what you were going to do with your life you would go to college right Mm -hmm. yeah i was going to go to east for like two years get my east mississippi college i think that's what you call it and um, get my basics and then go to the DMI program, which is at Delta State. And there's, like, amazing teachers there, um, very amazing people, and uh, especially a big family over there, very nice people. What was there. you want to study? Hmm. What, is, what is the DMI program? Uh, it's uh, Delta Music Institute. So it's, like, just music, anything music. They uh, do, like, business. You can go there for the business side of music. You can go there for audio engineering. Or I think there's, like, an artist. Like, if you wanted to be an artist, you would, like, go through a certain route, you know. Yeah, and they they get you in contact with a lot of people, and like Mason went there, Mississippi Mason went there, okay, and uh, so yeah, he's very smart with music, and yeah, the DMI program really helped him. Yeah, it never really worked out for me. I went to University of Mobile, and uh, 
my minor was in music, and they have a phenomenal music program. I would mm-hmm. sing in the choir for uh, two years, I think, while I was there. And um, I failed Theory 2 Lab. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sight sing. Yeah, I can't. And, like, so with your, with your lab test, you were sitting in the professor's office, and you were having to just look at notes and make the sound. Like with your voice? Yeah. And, oh like, we're not so – you're, you like you're, ta- you're, you're not – yeah, you're not tapping a piano and be like, there's the first note, now do the rest. No, it yeah, was just ooh. give me an E flat and then go through it. Yeah. I just I could not do it. And, you know, we were having a heart-to-heart about it. And he was like, I think it's in your best interest if you drop music as a minor and you probably just get out of the program. Mm-hmm. He's like, you, uh, you, don't, you don't got this part. And he's like, it's not because – uh, you can't. It's because you're not putting the work in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't have a keyboard at home. Yeah. And I can't just. I don't know. There's a difference between like keyboard and when it comes to guitar for me. As far as like finding that note, mm-hmm. it's easier to find it if you got a piano and you can hit it. Yeah, then, everything's kind of like laying out. Yeah. yeah. Rather than trying to find it on the guitar and then yeah. try to mimic it with your voice. Mm-hmm. But uh, those uh, those classes were looking back now. It, totally changed uh everything musically for me uh still not very good with like i I get theory i know scales and things of that nature how things work it's about Mm -hmm. as far as it goes you know yeah yeah but uh man it was i had a lot of fun in that music program and those classes uh they really helped me uh as far as like where i'm at now with music and the things that i do yeah yeah and the good thing about today and the technology um is YouTube. You can just look it up on YouTube. It's so much easier. You don't even have to... Well, it's good to get training. Sometimes you have to pay for training. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you might want to take a class at, at a college, you know. But it's it, a lot of stuff is found on YouTube. Yeah. Like, you just got to find the right people that don't absolutely. lie to your face, you know. Um, but nowadays, like, a lot of stuff's just on YouTube. Like, you just look it up on YouTube or look it up online. Like I said, pay for courses if they're trustworthy enough, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's the good thing about today's age is... And I want to back it up to the Def Leppard concert. So you left there knowing that you wanted to play guitar. So was mm-hmm. it like, Dad, I need a guitar? Uh, well, my dad also played guitar. Oh, nice. So he he was in a Christian band in Greenville. They toured around a little bit. I don't really um, remember where all they toured, but uh, and they like did a lot of stuff around Macon, and you know, I think there's like a camp over there in Macon. I don't remember. Um, and so he had a guitar there. There was we actually had two guitars. And my sister had an acoustic, I think, and uh, two electrics, one acoustic. And um, so, yeah, I, we already had one. So I had dabbled with it, I think, before, but mm-hmm. I really didn't, like, I wasn't inspired, you know, as much as I was after that Def Leppard concert. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he already had guitars there. And, like, okay. I was like, yeah, I really. So you got back and Dad was teaching you how to how to rock, huh? He didn't teach me <laughs> that much. Nothing. He taught me, I think, I remember a couple things he taught me was, like, what's that song? If I sing a song that's not, is it going to get copyrighted or anything? Or, no. Okay. What's that song? It goes like, change in my pocket, going ding-a-ling-a-ling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, don't, I don't know the tune. I know the tune. I don't know the name of it. Um, uh, very, very. But it's like very simple guitar. Uh-huh. I, I learned that first, and then my dad taught me that. And then he taught me a pinch harmonic, like how to do that on electric. I think that's almost as far as we used to play together. So I'm like, just, he would teach me some stuff, like power chords and stuff like that. Mm. But he really didn't go in depth with me just because I'm pretty sure he would get frustrated with me. <laughs> like, like uh, but yeah, 
yeah. And as far as like your trajectory with uh, the college education, how far would you make it with your plan? Say that again. I'm sorry. It's like far with like college. Like uh, you said, you wanted to go to EMCC and then go to Delta. Yeah. Uh, how would it, how how did it how did it pan out for you? Yeah. So like I went to funny story. I went to uh, East for two months. Right. <laughs> I was like, I do not like this. I was already failing all my classes because I just like I just I couldn't bring myself to like you know. I just didn't feel like it was worth it, you know. I feel like I was wasting time. I didn't feel right, you know. Um, I didn't feel like God was leading me in this direction, you know. Um, so I it just I didn't put any work in to it. Um, and then fun, this is the funny part. So I went on a cruise. It was halfway funny. It's kind of sad, but I went on a cruise, and it was like the Carnival Valor. It was like around uh, middle of February, and it ended up this lady ended up jumping off. That's the sad part. Um, and but the funny part is i never came back to college so i'm pretty sure half of my teachers think i'm dead (laughs) because they just heard like somebody jumped off a a ship and they knew i was on a cruise Uh so i I never saw them after that again hopefully it wasn't (laughs) braden yeah so like i said i've never seen any of them since then um so i'm pretty sure they probably think i'm dead that's the funny part um but yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> and that was that was the end of college for you yeah i was into college back. i was like i don't like this i was like mom i just gotta do this so um i figured i i had this plan i remember i was in the car with my mom I had this plan dude what if i started this like big place and it was like there's guitar teaching there's like a bunch of rooms to practice in there's like um studios a uh, big huge like arena of things right and that's what made me want to start the arena studios which is the business i have now the business i started after i quit college um which is a studio production company. We teach lessons. We uh, do artist development, stuff like that. We do concerts. Um, so, yeah, after college, I was like, you know, I want to do – I might as well just get another job. As do, right now, it's doing pressure washing. And then use that pressure washing money to fund my business and then grow that business. And then when their business is growing enough, just quit pressure washing and just focus on the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was, like, my plan coming out of college That's, uh was that – Right on, man. So uh, as far as, and you can share as much as you'd like, but uh, as young as you are, like, I mean, getting ready to operate and run a business, I mean, where did... Scary, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how did, how, did that, how did it come about? Like, I got to get this LLC or like... Yeah, so it started out with just, like, I didn't have an LLC or anything. Um, I just uh, started... I have a friend named Josh Gillis. He's a very, very dear friend of mine. Helped me a lot. We, we, I started out in my room just record myself and then uh I was, you know learning things you know this was before I quit college but learning things and then um I moved to a pool house that we fixed up to look like a studio that Josh Gillis taught at like taught guitar lessons at uh-huh. and uh he's been very him and my family have been very supportive of me like going through this journey they've been helping me through it showing me how to file taxes showing me how to make an LLC and also David Martin which is the dude I do pressure washing with He's he he's like one of my dear friends too, because this the business mindset he has too is very influential to me, because like it's helped me a lot through through making all this all this uh, business stuff. Because I had no idea, I had no idea what I was doing. I needed people, and they they were there for me. So that was kind of how um, it was scary at first, but now I, I kind of feel like people are just people are supportive, you know. And that, that's um, I feel like that's the only reason I am where I am right now is because of Josh Gillis, David Martin, and my family, you know. Yeah, shout shout out to Josh Gillis. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he recently we recently connected on uh, social media, and I would one hundred percent say it's because of you and probably mm-hmm. Mason. Um, but uh, I keep 
hearing his name coming up in conversations is just yeah. about the impact that he's had on yeah he's he's also uh, like i would say a spiritual here. leader of mine he was so the funny thing is we started i met him at church and i used to work at a church as an intern mm-hmm. and i used to call him mr josh i don't call him mr josh anymore because i was young and he was like the head of like the youth for a second there and um and now we're like working together it's so weird just looking back at that and um and like you said about Miss Stephen Mason, he's also one of those people that um, he was my mentor for a little while before I quit college. I was going to go to the DMI, and he was at the DMI. So there's a program where you can mentor somebody that's about to go into DMI. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's. I feel like if it wasn't for Mason, I would not have my first song "Goodbye" out. Um, I don't. I wouldn't be where I am, like I said today. But from him, you know, because like he's he's shown me how to write songs. You know, he's shown me how to get gigs and stuff he's helped me a lot so and with your song goodbye would that be produced right here in the arena it was in my room on my iphone <laughs> so nice. i started on an iphone my first two songs goodbye and, and on that's my knees. available on spotify yeah available on spotify braden sansing on spotify itunes anywhere um but yeah the first two songs goodbye and on my knees were recorded on my phone yeah. i was like i'm never gonna post these these are just i don't like these songs so then bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wagers outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill you know like i said mason influenced me and i was like you know i want to really do this i want to get serious about mm-hmm. this because i really started enjoying being on stage enjoying like you know just uh writing stuff and you know, just the journey that music takes you through um so yeah that was recorded on i started on an iphone in my room and then now i'm at a seventh street center it's called now where it used to be first baptist church that's where i am now where my studio is now but yeah and quite a bit of equipment around here yeah but all it's these a little bit <laughs> all these acoustics are Josh's, and the, most of the electrics are mine, and the drum set's mine. But we kind of yeah. like put our um, instruments together to. And I will we'll plug this again at the end, but I wanted to go ahead and plug it now while we're on it. But if anyone wanted to get in contact with you and the services that the arena offers, uh, mm-hmm. what's the best way to do that? Uh, so it's like the like website wise, it's the dash arena dash studios dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be my website. Uh, and also, you can find me on Instagram. On Facebook, it's just The Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Instagram, it's The Arena Studios. And you can reach me. You can DM me. You can, uh, you know, 
just contact me through social media or my website. We and so emails. just a little bit more about the services provided. Y'all y'all teach music. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all are able to record music. And also, it's a venue, so y'all can book a show. Yeah, we book shows. I'm going to do hopefully one around April, so stay tuned for that towards the end of April. I don't remember which date, but um, I'm trying to get somebody uh, good there. I'm still trying to find all the artists. But, uh, yeah, we do that. We do artist development. Uh, which is kind of like taking you, helping you write your first song, helping you record your first song. We even teach like how to mix and master if you want to know that, you know. Uh, we're kind of like a, try to be a multi-tool, um, just a resource for people to come and know that they could trust us to, uh, or if they don't if they don't like what we offer, we'll lead you to somewhere else, mm-hmm. somebody else, you know. We, we want to kind of inspire people. And uh, our, uh, my logo is like, uh, we take your music from the songbooks to the arenas. So, that's why it's called the Arena Studios, and uh, that's like basically my mission is to take your music from the songbooks to the arenas, and basically be a family and do that together and grow mm-hmm. together in music. Right on, man. Very well put. And so, who all is uh, staffed here at the Arena? Who's all part of it? Uh, right now, it's just me and Josh Gillis. He does the lessons mainly, mm-hmm. um, um, and I, I mainly do the studio stuff. But I kind of he he has his own like business like josh gillis guitar lessons i think that's what it's called and i just we just kind of work together on that so like if he has electric students that want to play electric he gives them to me because i play more electric than an acoustic and Uh he does the acoustic or if somebody contacts him um for about drums we'll teach drums you know um so yeah it's just me and josh right now and uh there's uh also the theater group that meets here garrett torbert and then a piano teacher kaya Right on. But they're not employed by me. They're just like, you know, they're we're, we're kind of like, you know, together on mm-hmm. this, trying to grow together. And so recently, uh, as far as a new endeavor for you, not only are you pressure washing and trying to host the arena, but you're also in the gutter business. Yeah, I just, I just started a gutter business last week. I think and I posted. This, this guy is just all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying trying not to be, but sometimes you have to be to make money. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the pressure washing has been a little slow lately, so I was like, Let's just start a gutter business. Like people need their gutters clean. It's easy to do sometimes unless they have pine trees going out of their gutters. Um, so I was like, I started last week, and my aunt, Aunt Olivia, was nice enough to call me. Um, and then I had another quote already. I'm like, it's good, you know. Yeah, right. Just trying on. to since I since I own the business, I get more money than pay, being paid hourly for pressure washing. Yeah. And, uh, Makes sense. And yeah. so uh, with where you are now, I know. I've given lessons. Uh, you say you got your next show coming up in April. Of mm-hmm. where do you where do you want to see yourself in a year? If you could in a year, yeah. If you could kind of point that out, where 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 do you want the arena to be? Um. So I want the arena to to be to have more people. You know, right now it's like kind of slow. We're a studio in Columbus. There's a lot of musicians, but there's not a lot of music um, influence in Columbus. You know. Uh, if that makes sense, I totally agree with that. Like it's how it's hard for it's hard to build a music place here. You know what I mean? Just because like a lot of people don't not necessarily don't support it, but are just like kind of weary of it because you know it's yeah. different. You know, it 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 has changed. I've I've been in and out of this scene for man almost twenty years. I've probably closer to fifteen, but I've. We've had a lot of great bands. We've had a lot of great music, musicians over the years. We still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, at times, they are the heartbeat and the voice of 
the music scene. And then it just kind of ebbs and flows to a point to where there seems to be no direction or leadership for what we're doing. And uh, I'm really happy about uh, the opportunity that we have for aspiring or musicians who just want to get with other musicians and share their ideas with the open mic that we're hosting now mm-hmm. at Munson's. And it was I was so happy to see y'all out. Uh, that yeah, meant was a whole lot, lot to me with uh, just having the young cats out, man. And... You know, I'm kind of in the middle of the pack, but we had three generations there. You know, we had like a younger kind of in the middle, and mm-hmm. then we had the older generation. Yeah. And uh, that was really good. To, uh, I, I was inspired uh, by just all the skin we had in the game from all kind of different generations. Yeah, and there know? were like every single person that came was good, you know. Yeah. Like, it was just, it totally blew me away. Like, like I said, like there's not much music influence here but like you look at what happened the other night there's mm. so many musicians they just like you were talking about wanting in a year what i need what i kind of want for the studio um i kind of want like you said more influence here i, I want to build make columbus more of a music city make those people come out of the woods and know that they're wanted here you know and like grow a music scene here you know yeah that's uh that's a big part of of i'm moving porch fest from kennedy Alabama to here mm-hmm. and uh, I mean that's that's a big part of it uh, one I live here now and two I really believe in this city mm-hmm. and uh, I know the musicians who are here yeah, and there's I, a lot of potential they're they're great and not only that I'm, I'm gonna also bring in outside talent from mm-hmm. all over the place uh, to come in here and so uh, we have an inside stage and an outside stage and I've Mainly the people that will put on like the headliners and the lineup, they'll be playing outside. But also, on the inside of Munson's is I want to see uh, local talent yeah. uh, come cut your teeth, and it'll be between uh, sets with the outside, so people can kind of migrate yeah, and move yeah. around. And yeah, it'll be great to kind of see not only what uh, Porch Fest delivered as far as uh, national talent, but uh, what we got cooking here in town. Yeah. And Munson's Munson uh, Ron Munson's doing a really really good job with that, and I really like what they did with the inside stage. How it's like yeah. a, a seat, yeah. But it's like a, it's like a couch, but it's weird. It's like a L couch, yeah. And it's like it's just a vibe in there. Like it's I just enjoy the the vibe in there. Like yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's good to be a brother, man. It's good to be a brother. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm uh, I've been involved with those guys for almost as long as this uh, podcast has been going. I think he was on like episode twenty seven or something like that. Okay. And me and him have been uh kicking it ever since, you know, yeah. and uh trying to help each other as, you know, best we can along the way. Yeah. And he's helped me a lot. Like um uh, when I put that event on December third, yeah, it was December third. I kinda like asked him, you know, he kinda gave me a lot of ideas. And that's actually the day that um I talked to him about that. He called you. Mm-hmm. It was like, "Hey, you know, can I give you his number mm-hmm. and stuff like that?" And that's how we got contacted, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's helped me a lot. Like he helped me, show me some advice on what to do for the uh, concert and like just ideas that we could use. Fairly successful from what I've seen too. So your first show here was Mississippi Mason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, Ethan Oswald opened up for Mississippi Mason, and we had a special guest, Thomas Sanders, come. Thomas Sanders is basically the best uh, or the next um, Jerry Lee Lewis. Okay. So he he was so good. I'll just show y'all some videos later of him like kicking a chair over as he's playing piano. Starts oh, playing yeah. with his just foot. Really get into he's it. just crazy, dude. So good. <laughs> Lives in Natchez, I think, right now. But. Right on, dude. Uh, I like that. How you the the next Jerry Lee Lewis, 
it's it's comments that I, I hear a lot, and I'm really inspired by uh, people like you, younger generation coming up. It gives me a lot of hope, not only just for the local scene, but for the music that we have coming uh, just here in America as a whole. Of you, you'll hear the uh, older generation complain about, and I, typically they're complaining about the music that's on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I don't think a lot of people have a good idea of just how music is shared and how music exposure works now with yeah. the advent of, you know, things like streaming services such as Spotify. It's so easy now. And how of, I mean, your favorite artist could be from the next town over, you know? Yeah, it's like super easy. But he's not on your radio, and yeah. no one really knows. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, but I've I've got a lot of faith uh, with uh, the guys that you're running with now. I mean, uh, hopefully I'll have Mason on soon. I'm very happy for him. He, you know, recently got signed on that label, and yeah. I'm really happy about what y'all have going on here. And uh, I've seen uh, some of the students that Josh Gillis has had, and uh, Mason happens to be one of them. And so obviously uh, Josh knows what he's doing, you know. Mm. And so it's it's just really good to see uh, this young generation standing up and just being from this area, it's like, hey, we got some, we got some killers coming up. Yeah, and that's the thing about like, never do anything by yourself. Like when you're gonna do something, get people with you. Because mm-hmm. if it's just you, you're just gonna learn from your mistakes. But if you have other people as a team, like what I do with Mississippi Mason, Ethan, Oswald, and all them, you're gonna succeed better because everybody's learning from each other. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a really good thing to have, and I'm really glad I have that. Like, with How does it work for y'all uh, most of the time if y'all are not, like, booked and playing shows? Is this, like, y'all getting together with friends around campfires? Because I, I kind of get that, like, campfire vibe from y'all guys. Like, yeah, y'all, we, y'all really, y'all, y'all sitting around and... We hang out. Yeah, yeah. hang out and y'all <laughs> yeah. jamming. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we write, me and Ethan come here a lot. Like, sometimes we pull all-nighters here, <laughs> like, and uh, we, we write like crazy. Like, I can't tell you how many songs that we've... Like we, one time we got stuck in a storm, which, um, which was that uh, song he played, the original "Hell of a Weekend." He that was actually written in the bathroom because we got stuck in a storm here. It was like the a few weeks ago, yeah. And we were stuck in the bathroom because you know no windows and everything. And we finished writing that song, like in the bathroom. I just think that's the funniest story. But yeah, we just hang out, like um, come in here, jam, um, just anything, like any time we're. You just call it, hey, you want to come to the studio? Yeah, let's just go jam or something, you know, yeah. or write or, you know. Uh, let's take the song that you opened up for uh, as a uh, point of reference. Uh, how do, how was that song inspired? What, what How did you write that? That's a long story. <laughs> well, I mean, we got time here, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I went on a mission trip with some friends, and it, it just ended up a lot of drama, you know. And, uh, you know, and I ended up, this is my part of the story like i ended up you know kind of dropping them for a while because i was really hurt by them you know mm-hmm. and it was the, the song goodbye was basically my song that kind of kept me going during that was me saying goodbye to them mm-hmm. of course we're fine now like we've talked about it um at least a couple of us has one of them still haven't but uh and that song was really just me trying to heal from that moment of like feeling just abandoned by my friends you know but like I said, we're fine now. Uh, we're, we still hang out. Like, is that where you find most of your uh, songwriting ideas coming from? Is just like previous stories, disappointments, or yeah, yeah, moments like that. Yeah, it's like a a lot of my songs are depressing, <laughs> to be honest. Mine like, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Like, and uh, I don't mean to be like that. It's just the songs that come out of like where I am in life right now mm-hmm. is like of the past stuff. And I try not to like you know Taylor Swift anybody or Swift anybody. You know, like say their names. You know, like make people know that that was them that made that mistake. Is you know, I you know I forgive. We're we're like past that now. You know, yeah. I don't want to do that. Like I, when I ask, like, was that song about me? No, it was about the situation. It wasn't about you. Yeah. Nothing about nothing about you. You know, that's really tough. And I, I have friends, uh, you know, put out their first, you know, EP or CD or whatever that looks like. Maybe it's their first song that they release on a streaming service. And uh, it is, without a doubt, a very brave thing to do because personally I know them. And it's a real personal song. And... You know, it could be about a really dark time in their life. I mean, it could be mm-hmm. a bad relationship. Maybe, maybe there was some uh, sexual abuse, or yeah. you know, literally like some of the worst things that you could think of. And it's their best song. Yeah, there's so much power so, and yeah. emotion and feeling in it. But it's it's almost as like someone has their thumb on it to where like they don't have the power to release it because they're scared of what people yeah. what people are gonna think but when they finally release it like they don't find any of that negativity that they thought was gonna be there it's all just open arms yeah. embrace and be like man thank you so much and like who knows how man someone might feel the same way yeah they yeah. can totally yeah. relate to it that's what music does it really gives us hope even though like I said some of my songs are depressing but at the same time it has some. It has something that you can hold on to, like, um, like goodbye was something I I definitely held on to. I remember one night we were, uh, it was like the same friends we we're in youth group, you're hanging out, and like I don't know, I just I started feeling like farther and farther away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, this was after everything happened, and uh, this while I was trying to like get away from them for a while, and um, I remember driving away, like it was we were at somebody's house, driving away, just parking. And just listening to that song over and over. Like, mm-hmm. like it was just hard, you know. It was just that song gave me hope, and that's what music does. That's why it's it's hard it's hard to put yourself out there, especially when it's about bad situations, just because you're afraid of what people will think. You're afraid of the backlash that the people that it's about might say about you. You, you know, it's just it's a, lot of, it's a lot of fear. And then, like, like we were talking about the arena, that's kind of what I want to help with. Like, I know this song was hard for you to write. I know it, but, like, People need to hear this. Oh, first song right. I ever wrote, dude, it's called Fractured Light and Discolored. Mm-hmm. Sex Girlfriend. You know, and like uh, the day that she broke up with me, I wrote that song an hour later. And then yeah. I called my friend, like, come over here, man. Hold the phone for me and, like, record this. Popped it up on YouTube. And, um, man, uh, for, I don't, I don't have a big YouTube following, but, I mean, the video had a lot of views compared to the you know the following count yeah, yeah and it was hard to put myself out there like mm-hmm. that because i mean like totally putting her on blast without you know calling her by name or putting her on blast but, yeah yeah uh one of the most rewarding things i ever done and because of that first song i was like oh that's how you write a song well i can totally do this again yeah yeah but i you know you, like you said you don't want taylor swift is like how many bad relationships can i get in before <laughs> we have an album yeah, you know, yeah. I definitely don't want to go that route. But yeah, uh, yeah. I don't like defaming people's names because like people yeah. make mistakes. Like you know, mm-hmm. I, like you just gotta forgive them. Like, yeah, I try to, I try to like craft the words to where, you know, definitely not gonna name drop or yeah, yeah. like even give a location or a memory to it, but just try to be broad Bad. enough to where yeah, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, I've got three more questions to walk it out the door, unless uh, there was anything else that you wanted to add about the arena. Uh, not right now. Right on. So question number one of to walk it out the door is plug the social medias you already have. I wanted to plug it again here at the end. Uh, so how can people get in touch with you and what you're doing? All right. So for I do like my own music too. So um, that would be Braden Sansang on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook and TikTok. Uh, Been but, very active today on the YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, dude, I posted like four videos. I think yeah. it was today. I watched um, them, man. I, watched I appreciate, them. I appreciate it. I was trying to do that because I wanted some videos to for when I uh, try out to do a gig so they can watch. You know, mm-hmm. sorry if I blew your phone up. <laughs> no, dude. Like, uh, I'm subscribed to the channel and I got the notification. I was like, let's see what he's up to. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you for listening, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, and the the arena is just the arena on Facebook and the arena studios on Instagram and YouTube. And then my website is the-arena-studios.com. So. Uh, question two is kind of a two-parter because, like, uh, the arena will be helping Porch Talk with Porch Fest coming mm-hmm. here April 14th and 15th. I'm very happy uh, to have you on board with that. And, uh, I mean, I think it's the same with, like, you and Josh working together or, you know, you and me working together is, like, I've got some tools to my disposal, and you have tools at your disposal. Yeah. And it's like we put them together. Yeah. Who knows what could happen? So, but like, uh, just to back to the arena. I know you said you had a show open for April. We've talked a little bit about where you want to be in a year. Of what is of maybe for the parents out there who have children who might be interested. Of, I mean, what age do you recommend as far as uh, getting people in here ready to learn? Like. Uh, four, five, or do you say? Any age that they're interested. Okay. Because you know, I know it's a back when I wasn't interested in piano, I didn't want to learn it. Yeah. But I want people that want to do want to be there. Of course, there's going to be some people that you know their parents want them to do it. You're trying to because sometimes that's what it takes to get people interested too. Mm-hmm. But I, really, any age as long as like you know you're interested and you want to learn, you know, because um, I really I want to build a community that of people that want to grow together. And have that community mindset, and just uh, they are able to help each other, you know, and are willing to help each other. Mm-hmm. I don't want some selfish people that doesn't want to help anybody. They just want everything for themselves, you know. I want people. I want a community of loving people, you know, that want to help each other. And question three to walk it out the door, put you on the spot. I got you. What was your favorite part of this conversation? Um, just sharing my really just sharing my story about the goodbye song. Right on, man. Well, cool. Well, Braden, thank you so much. Yeah, man. And we're out of here. Fun. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.